What's up, everybody? It's Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office desk like normal. Uh, it is dark outside, so I cannot give you a weather report other than it is raining today, which is weird because uh, it doesn't do that much. Um, so it's wet and gross and gray and uh, all that stuff. So um, it is, what is today? Friday afternoon. Um, so it is your Saturday. I hope you are enjoying your Saturday, getting your last minute Christmas shit done, getting stuff taken care of. Hopefully you bought your international a nice gift, perhaps some floor mats or mud flaps, or uh, maybe you went all out and got like a high steer kit for your spring over or uh, some motor motor mods, something, you know, whatever. You got to treat, treat it right. Treat your international right. Um, so... Anyway, it is uh, it is cold and gray and dark, but a lot of stuff going on around here. Just sent uh, sent four rigs home this week, which is pretty nice. Uh, got Ryan's uh, Scout Two dialed in with the Sniper Project or Project. Ooh, so <laughs> the old days, Holly had a fuel injection kit that was analog and it had all these knobs and shit on it that you could adjust and uh, dial in. It was pretty rudimentary as far as FI goes. Um, and it was called Projection. And uh, it was kind of junky and it didn't really work that well. Um, the new stuff that they have is called Sniper EFI and it works a bajillion times better. Uh, it's good stuff. The sniper system is, uh, is well. We put it on Ryan Scout. Really like it. Pretty easy to install. The hardest part about the install is just plumbing. Um, follow the instructions. Set it up. Comes with a handheld controller that's super easy to dial in. The thing was just phenomenal. Um, so far, I mean, I've talked to Ryan a couple days now since he's gotten it, and everything seems to be coming back great. Uh, I know the reviews online, like on Summit and stuff, everybody's complaints were about fuel pumps and fuel pressure. Um, we've done enough of these systems now between the Hamiltons and whatnot that uh, we already knew like to have the most free-flowing uh, pickup and return setup and... Make sure the pump is in the right spot, and you know a lot of that stuff we'd already experienced in the past. Because I've had a lot of problems with the Hamilton systems uh, in that respect, you know. He, and if you read Bill's uh, books, it always talks about you know how important fuel pressure is and not having any restriction or backflow or anything like that. So uh, we were ready for pretty much whatever could go wrong with the Holly, and. Uh, we had nothing go wrong. The thing fired up nice right from the get-go. Cold, brand new, all of it. Just, it did well. So, uh, and it is fuel only. It is not timing control, at least not this kit. Um, there is a timing control option available, um, but we did not run it. So the kit ran about 1100 bucks, um, and I think it was very well worth it. Um, 
just for what it is. So anyway, there. That was <laughs> that was the latest update on that. Um, we have a calendar, uh, just the birthday cruise, March 16th to the 19th, uh, 2019, uh, Route 66, going uh, west to east. Going to start around the Bakersfield, California area, and then see how far we get going uh, east. Uh, I received word that the lovely Josie got the okay for her vacation time. So Josie will be on this uh, on the cruise, so I am very happy about that. Uh, I did not want to do this by myself. Um, not that being alone in the truck is terrible, because I'm used to it, but um, just you know having somebody there having your girlfriend or your significant other there for something like that is just it's always nice so um so it'll be good to have her there um i'm not sure what we'll run yet um but i'll run something so uh then the other thing i haven't have a don't have a date dialed yet but i'm considering early summer like like june uh a rubicon trip um, just a couple days, like two days, and it would be a weekday trip. It would be like Monday, Tuesday, or something like that. Um, and uh, just run the con and uh, see what see what happens. So um, keep that in the back of your mind if you got a wheeler that's capable of the Rubicon and you're going to be in the Northern California area um, in early summer. So that's that's about it for calendar right now. Um, um, yeah, just want to say thank you again before I go any farther. You guys uh, really appreciate. I'm seeing more and more comments online uh, on the Facebook pages. Um, you know, even like the Scout Owners of the World page. I hope everyone follows that. I know Joe Welby works hard running that page. Um, but I see it more and more. People say, you know, oh, Dan, thanks for the podcast. I'm really learning a lot and this and that. So um, I, I really appreciate that feedback. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you guys trying to keep me honest, too, the guys that send me messages and tell me that I'm wrong and that I'm stupid. Um, those are also helpful because it makes me double-check uh, what I'm saying. And most of the time, you guys are wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I I appreciate all the feedback and uh and no no most of the time you're not wrong. So a lot of times I misspeak or I just say, you know, I say the wrong thing. So anyway, uh thank you everyone. The Patreon page is is available if you want to donate, um, you know, dollar a month whatever five dollars a month it, whatever it is it you know every little dollar helps helps keep the doors open keeps the show rolling because i gotta pay for this out of pocket this isn't free it's free for you guys to listen but it's not free uh to me for me to make so um yeah definitely uh appreciate all of that stuff so you know i'm very grateful for you guys very grateful so guys uh again thanks again um couple things I want to cover today, Friday's podcast are kind of, I mean, this one's definitely off the cuff. I don't have shit for notes right now. A um, couple things I've heard recently from people. Um, someone wanted to know about Wagon Masters. Um, 
the thing about them is they are bizarre. Um, they are like some bastard. Um, I, I can't even, I, I don't even know where to start. Um, like, so anybody who doesn't know what a wagon master is, it is a travel all that has no cover over the back, over the cargo area. So it, you know, and I've heard this over and over again, it is pretty much the early, early version rendition of a Chevy Avalanche, uh, you know, the four-door SUV pickup thing. Um, so International did it in 73 and 74. Um, they only made a few. See, that's the thing about the internet and Facebook and people. I think there's a lot of misinformation floating around out there, and a lot of people want to believe what they read. Like, I saw somewhere that it, they quoted there was like a thousand of them made. And I feel like that number's really low. Um, just based on the fact that I've owned my share of them. Um, and I don't know. I mean, they made more turbo scouts than they did wagon masters, I believe. And I've only ever owned one turbo scout. So I, I, I don't know. I can't use my own ownership as experience, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, they, in my opinion, they're terrible. Um, they are not good for pickups because they have this short little bed. Um, they're not good for being a travel all because they have no enclosed storage space. Uh, so it's it's essentially a crew cap pickup with a shitty bed. Um, that's that's about how I liken it. Um, you know, at least if you have a travelette, which is the crew cab pickup. You can put a canopy on the bed and have enclosed storage, or you take it off. There's no way you're finding a canopy that's going to fit a cut-down travel-all. Um, they just, you're not. It's, it's, if you do find one, you're the luckiest guy on earth, and it was custom-made for that truck, and, and you better hang on to it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of Wagon Masters. The, the original idea was from the factory, it's a bunch of factory workers thought it would be a great thing like we're pulling a fifth wheel oh, excuse me we're pulling a fifth wheel uh camper trailer and hauling the family but not wanting a, a pickup which i don't understand because the travel all bed is like four and a half feet or maybe five feet there's they're really short uh and the short bed pickup was six feet so, like, what's the difference? And the travel all and pickup frames are extremely similar, especially if you have a three-quarter ton travel all. You got the same shit that came in the three-quarter ton pickup. Um, so the whole Wagon Master concept just is bizarre to me. Uh, and then the fact that International let the line make them. They actually were like, okay, yeah, sure, guys, we trust your judgment. Um, you know, it's just, it's bizarre to me. I don't know if anybody 
has ever taken one apart or seen one up close, but I know Mike Moore at ScoutCo can attest to this, that there's some funky shit going on in that bulkhead back window area because they just moved, like, they tried to graft a pickup cab back half window and homemade bulkhead bullshit in there. Like, it just is... Um, kind of fucked. I, there's there's all this weird putty and epoxy in there, and they try to seal it, and it's just not great. It's really poorly constructed. The the couple that I've had, um, I just I don't know. The seat doesn't fold like the travel walls do, and so you kind of get stuck with this. I don't know. It, it's just not quite the same. Um, you know, now that I say that, I'm not sure if the seat folds or not. I don't remember mine ever folding, but I can't be 100%. I'm sure somebody that owns a Wagon Master will, will speak up. But the, um, the whole thing about it was the guys at the factory thought that it would be good for pulling a fifth wheel. Um, but the problem was is that the relationship of the rear axle to the center of the bed was not correct. And so to put the fifth wheel hitch over the rear end like it's supposed to be meant that the trailer would run into the back of the cab. Um, I have experience with this because my Travelette is a short bed and I hauled a gooseneck trailer a couple times and I actually turned sharp enough to run the cab into the goose. So I know I'm dumb, but uh, it's what it is. So... Uh, so to put it in an even shorter bed, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, so they made this thing where they like the tailgate gets propped halfway open, and then you mount the hitch back behind the axle a couple of inches or foot um, to help it so that you can maneuver around. Uh, but that causes handling problems because now you're taking weight off of the front end and they don't steer right and they have their squirrely and they're just not like whoever they didn't think it through all the way or they set it up for one kind of trailer not realizing there were multiple fifth wheel and gooseneck trailer options uh i i don't know i really don't know what was uh, going through their mind at the time um but yeah it just was kind of a failed attempt at trailering i mean mine was definitely a novelty i mean it was a head turner and people liked it but yeah for for what it was intended it just wasn't right i'm i'm so much happier with a travelette um just because it's you know pickup cab and a bed not combined not some unibody piece of crap like i had a unibody ford pickup my very first car all right let's go down memory lane so um, 1995, I've been working over the summer. Um, I actually worked at McDonald's for two weeks. Um, uh, I picked strawberries. I sold firewood with my dad and I saved up a whole $500 and I bought a 1961 Ford F250 unibody two-wheel drive truck it had no separation between the bed and cab it was all one piece of sheet metal if you're not sure what I'm talking about 
Fucking Google it, because it is bizarre. Um, the back window had been broken out and replaced with a camper sliding back window. Um, it had a Chevy 283 that burned oil like a refinery. Um, it ran. It actually ran pretty good. Um, and I hate to say that about a Chevy product, but it ran pretty good. As long as the points were adjusted. I had to have my neighbor guy, a friend of my dad, show me how to adjust points when I was 16. Because um, I had no idea what they were. But uh, anyway, so it was this unibody. And they were notorious for when you hauled heavy loads uh, over time, the frames would flex and twist and the bodies would not be able to twist the same. And you would actually tear a hole between the cab and the outside world or the cab and the bed space. Um, so it was a short-lived idea. didn't last very long. Uh, and that was 1961 that I had that truck. So for them to do the Wagon Master, you know, 11 years later and basically the same design, you know, one-piece body and all that, yeah, I know international frames are heavier and the sheet metal's heavier and this, that, and the other. But still, to have a one-piece design like that was just a terrible, uh, terrible idea, in my opinion. Um, and that's why it only lasted a couple of years. And that's why they didn't make a lot of them. I don't know how many. I want to say more than a 1,000, but less than a million. Uh, so anytime you see somebody quote numbers, you have to be skeptical. I think there's a book somewhere. There's some international truck book that gave production numbers of things. But from what I understand, they're pretty more more like wild ass guesses, and and they're not sure what's what. But anyway, um, yeah, that's me. I would say if you had the opportunity to buy a wagon master, unless you just want some bizarre novelty car. Um, I would say avoid it and just hold out for a travelette, um, cause you'll be happier in the long run. And I think travelettes uh, are worth more resale and, and just down, down the road because everyone loves trucks. Not everybody loves station wagons with no back. Um, <laughs> so that's how I feel anyways. Um, what other topic was I supposed to cover that, um, I think there's some of Dan's dues that uh, I hadn't gotten to yet. Um, you know, we covered the motor and suspension and transmission and axles and stuff. Um, I guess we could go into the interior, talk about wiring um, and things like that. So a big thing, this is a definitely a do, a must do high up on the to-do list, if you have one, is if your Scout or truck still has the rubber floor mat um, or even the carpet with the backing, tear that shit out. Get it out. Take your seats out. Take the seat belts out. Undo the tunnel cover. Take out all of that stuff. Uh, and I know you're going, Dan... I have huge holes in my floor, and that's all that's keeping me from falling out. Uh, yeah, I get it. You have huge holes in your floors because of that shit that held in all the moisture all the years. Get it out of there. Um, then it gives you an idea of what you need to do uh, 
to repair your floors because you will be more likely to repair that shit if you have to look at the ground going by every day when you drive it versus covering it up with a mat that just continues to get soaked and then creates more rust and causes more problems and starts molding inside your car and your whatever. Like it just, yeah, get rid of it. Get rid of all that shit. The cargo mat, that's another one in the back, that black fucking thing. Throw that shit away. Take it out. It's just creating more trouble than than it's helping. Um, every scout that I've ever bought for myself, first thing I do is tear that out. The only exception I might have, maybe, is if you had a C-Series truck or travel-all with the IH rubber mat, with the embossed IH, and it's in good shape. Um, that's about my only suggest or only allowance. Maybe like the Comanche Scout 800 with the floor mat. I might let that one slide too. But if you got a Scout 2 that's plain and Jane, plain Jane, um, just tear that shit out. Gives you a chance to see what you're dealing with. Allows you the time to buy buy replacement sheet metal and uh, check that stuff out. Because uh, you're going to want to replace it. Don't let it go. So that's my number one do is get that shit out of there. Um, if you have a scout... And high, high, high on the list is a roll bar. Uh, I know some places call them show bars for liability purposes because their insurances will get mad at them. But, um, yeah, you want some sort of rollover protection because um, they are just, they're rollover. Like, if you roll over, the, the tops are collapsing on you and the windshield's going to fold down on your arms on the steering wheel and you know you're it's bad times it's really fucking bad times and so even a simple roll bar it only has to save your life once it only has one time is all it has to save you so and then this is for you guys with the stock scouts and stuff if you have a lifted scout and you go wheeling really consider some sort of cage really look into a roll cage um you will you will thank yourself later when you tumble down some snowy embankment um, because trust me, you know how many times I've heard, oh, I don't plan on rolling it. Well, yeah, no shit. Like, no one plans on rolling it. I don't plan on hitting a deer on the highway, but, you know, it fucking happens. So be prepared. Um, like, think about it. But a roll bar, bare minimum roll bar. Um, and then it gives you the opportunity to put in shoulder style seat belts, like, you know, a modern car with the three point cross chest seat belt. Like those, believe it or not, are good seat belts. The lap belt will paralyze you from the waist down. Um, and if you're driving and you're wearing a lap belt, your, your face is still eating the steering wheel. So, you know, you might as well Get the shoulder belt, 
and you can install that with the roll bar and your world's safer by doing it without looking like a colossal vagine you know like i know some of you guys are you like the scouts and you like the open tops and you like the fact that there's no safety equipment and there's no nothing and you're gonna die like a man and all that i get it i don't wear a seatbelt in my truck ever um i don't just because i'm dumb um when i'm in a scout or whatnot i will wear a seatbelt my pickup i don't i i don't know maybe just because i'm I, I don't know. Something's wrong with me. But uh, when I'm in a scout, and especially when I'm off-road or doing any kind of whatever, I always, always wear my seatbelt. Um, and, you know, if I have a scout that I'm going to keep for a while, it gets a roll bar. It just does. It's just how it is. Um, scouts with roll bars look good. They, they make it look tough, you know, in my opinion. It adds a, another layer of toughness to it. Um and then having the shoulder belts, it's just more modern. Uh, people are more familiar with that. It's funny when you see people who don't know old trucks jump in and they reach over their shoulder and there's like, and there's no seatbelt. And they're like, oh my God, where's the seatbelt? How do you do this? You know, and then you got to explain how a lap belt works and all that, um, which is kind of funny. But um, those two mods really help a lot uh, as far as safety goes. I feel like they are a must. And I know a lot of you guys with wives and kids. Uh, have already had this conversation. Your old ladies are always harping on you about, you know, safety. And, you know, I won't ride in that until I have a proper seatbelt. Or, you know, I don't want the kids riding in there until their car seat is retained correctly. And, you know, like I think Randy at GRC sells a, a bar that you can put in for the back seat that you can attach um, kid seats to um, so that your, you know, your little one can be safe back there. But, um yeah, if you want a rear seat with shoulder belts, then you've got to look into custom, custom stuff. But as far as the off-the-shelf stuff, like IH Parts America sells for roll bars, there's you can set up for shoulder belts, and um, those those two things go a long, long ways um, towards safety. And tearing up that floor will help you with the um, rust and and planning your repairs and and that sort of stuff because you don't want to let that go forever because eventually the body will fall off the frame because uh, <laughs> you'll hit something you'll get into an accident and the body will separate from the frame it just it will it's just how it goes so anyway um since it's your saturday and i'm sure you guys are busy i am gonna sign off a touch early um i appreciate you guys thanks for everything on the internet uh, please like and share. Make sure you like our uh, all the social media stuff, uh, the YouTube channel. I'm dropping a super awesome video that Kendra made for us. I uh, will be re releasing that later uh, today, your Saturday, this afternoon. Probably check our YouTube channel for a 10-minute, 10 minutes, you fucking guys. Get 10 minutes of me. Uh, and, yeah, let me know what you think. Um I'm not going to call it a show. I'm not calling it a pilot or anything like that. It's just a 10-minute, this is Binder Boneyard, this is what we do, uh, we're going on a road trip, that sort of stuff. So um, check it out. Check out our. It's on our YouTube channel, um, Binder Boneyard on YouTube. Please like it. Please subscribe. Please comment. Let me know what you think. Um, and uh, until next time, I will catch you guys later. Thank you.